0: We're speaking today with Richard Granger, Broking Director and Board Member of Centre Insurance and Risk Management. Located in the City of London, the firm administers bespoke insurance programs for clients ranging from individuals to multinational corporations. Richard. We often hear from our clients at Tanager Wealth Management that they have difficulty finding insurance cover that fits their needs. So I'd like to start out by asking you to describe a typical prospect for private clients' insurance and what are some of the things that make standard policies unsuitable for their requirements.
1: Hello um, yeah I mean basically we've, we we do a lot of investigation into the clients uh, the client's requirements and fundamentally the typical need for a private client is a wealthy individual with with significant assets, whether that's buildings, whether that's jewelry, fine art, whether that's you know collectibles, things like that. They also generally have their sort of children with them, you know, student possessions and things like that. Many of today's standard policies fundamentally have a lot of restrictions in them. So whilst from the outset it might look like the policy provides unlimited buildings, unlimited contents, unspecified jewellery cover, there are very, very strict provisions within that policy about the limitations for the things you can do for things like jewellery and things like fine art and stuff like that. So whilst the policy might be unlimited, there are very restrictive provisions within that policy. So what we tend to do is obviously speak to the individuals on a one-to-one basis, do a complete fact-find around what their requirements are, and make sure that we go and get them something that's very much bespoke to their needs rather than just something that's off the shelf that you can go and buy from a commoditized market just that's available through the Internet.
0: Makes good sense. Okay, um, so, in your experience, what are some of the classic misconceptions and mistakes wealthy families make with their insurance cover?
1: I think the problem is that they take a generalized view, I think, and look at a policy from the schedule and think that they're getting something that they fundamentally aren't. So. Like I said when you look at an existing policy and you look at the sums insured it might look sufficient for what you have but actually when you drill down to with the terms and conditions within that actual policy there are limitations and restrictions within there which are absolutely key and something when you're talking about individuals who've got a reasonable uh, building property, got reasonable size contents and jewellery, that is not something that's going to be available from just a bog standard off the shelf what we call a household policy. Um, The specific private client type policies are very much wider so they have much wider wearing limits, so if you have got jewellery, if you have got watches, while certain policies were very restrictive on what you can wear at any particular time, we would very much bespoke that to the needs and the wearing habits of the client, because we've found on many occasions, and if you read the press about under-insurance and, and claims that aren't paid for people within the private, private client sector... It very much is around the fact that they looked on the policy. The schedule said they were insured for X amount, but within the, within the actual policy limits, there are strict provisions around jewellery and fine art and things like that. So it's absolutely key for the for the client to make sure they speak to a professional advisor who's going to give them all the advice that they need around those inner limits within the policy.
0: Okay, um, you you mentioned um, performing a, you know a thorough fact find uh, to establish the client's need. Tell tell us a little bit more about that process. How long does it take? Uh, you know, is it onerous? Do I have to sit down and remember everything? <laughs> absolutely
1: not. You know. I, how does it work? Absolutely not. I mean it's basically it's it, it's a very short uh, process really and, and it really is you know you can you can you can be as, as specified or as unspecified as you want you can be as flexible or as unflexible as you want the idea for us is to make sure that the policy that we sell to the client is absolutely fit for purpose and it just is you know it isn't just something that is off the shelf so we would generally ask for a rough idea in terms of you know building sums insured what they've got for general contents a rough idea on jewellery and around the jewellery for example you know we, we only really need to know the real high value pieces and then a sort of a, an overarching figure. For for the rest of the jewellery so we would generally spec- suggest that you specify out the key pieces that you would want to be insured with specified value the reason why we do that is because it's, it's more competitive to have as many items specified rather than having a generic unspecified value yeah. so um but we clients if they don't want to go through the process of listing everything out can just do very much a sort of an unspecified limit on the jewellery and find out if that's what they wanted to do and say give it an overarching figure of say two hundred thousand or whatever it may well be so we can make the client and make the product as bespoke as the client actually wants it. But yeah. the fact find is not a huge process. We, it can be done just from a from face to face or it can either be done sort of just through filling out a form. It's a one-page form. It's fairly, fairly simple. Just ask about, you know, your wearing habits and things like that. You know, what you're generally wearing at any one time. You know, whether you've got a safe. All those kinds of bits and pieces that the underwriter is going to want to hear from us when looking to protect key possessions.
0: Well, let's talk just for one second about. Let's say I have um, a fine art, perhaps not a collection, yeah. but um, I've inherited some, I bought some, you know. But over the years, I've I've got a, f- a fair amount of yeah. it. And I have no idea what uh, it's worth today. Okay. Um, how would you handle that? Well, we've
1: got specialist um, partner organisations that do walk, what they call walkthrough appraisals, um, and actually can do bespoke um, valuations on pieces as well. So, and with the people that we work with, they're, they're very close partners of ours. So, you know, it's all completely confidential. But we've got some very, very sort of excellent and competitive agreed rates for valuing jewellery doing valuing fine art that we have a part, sort of um, associated companies that we work very closely with that can take that headache away from you and I think the key thing for us is you know if you you can give a generic figure if you wanted to and just say it's, we think it's going to be X, or if you someone is something very much more specific and have the comfort of actually having a proper valuation on it, we can do that as okay. well. So so it, we work alongside a lot of sort of associated companies that that provide that kind of walk through consulting service as well as the insurers. On on most will want to go and do an appraisal anyway, which we always attend. Where basically they go and go to the property, they appraise it, they check the building sums insured, they feel is sufficient whether the contents is sufficient. So whilst you might give us number, we would then obviously do a hand-holding process through making sure that it was very much more bespoke to your needs and not just sort of putting your finger in the air and giving a rough number.
0: Okay, well that kind of brings us right to the, the sweet spot of tanager wealth client's problem because uh, they frequently have houses, cars, boats, staff, collections in more than one country and often find obtaining and managing their insurance really to be difficult. Um, How would private client insurance help solve this problem?
1: I mean, we work for a huge amount of wealthy individuals with properties all over the globe, with boats and yachts all over the globe. I mean, the whole idea of, of us bringing it and the products that are available on the market these days is to bring that all into one location. So the underwriters, the likes of Chubb and Hiscox and people like that, who we all deal with um, will fundamentally be able to provide a product that will cover all of those various different facets of their of their assets. So, so in terms of you know the cars and the houses and the boats that can be done you know in the UK we can the, we can include the sort of the children to drive if they need to which I know sometimes is a bit of a headache you know the staff we, we cover obviously we've got clients with you know all, all sorts of employed uh, staff that work on the payroll so it really is a case we can simplify the whole process and I think that's one of the successes of Centaur as an organisation is to allow clients to bring that into one place you know we work with a lot of family offices who've got who've got assets around mm-hmm. the globe and it's very easier for us to consolidate the program so and we can obviously look at policies that are written in local language if it's not say local in english or, or whatever we can basically get it checked in local policy so you know if you've got stuff in all sorts of territories we can make sure that that's written in plain english language so everyone understands it so it's it's really really a simplified process and that fact find initially about what everybody's got will be key to us to bringing that all together and i think the misconception with people is having properties in various different territories you need to have a local broker you don't these days because obviously the insurance have, territory, have have representation in pretty much every territory in the globe and places that your clients would generally have assets. So to, to provide that insurance solution from the UK is very, very straightforward and we do it for a lot of our clients.
0: Good. Uh, that's, that's great to hear. Um, so you're, you're saying really uh, regulations or practices that would prevent a client uh, from looking for global coverage they really aren't
1: no they're not no, I mean because we would use one of the insurance companies local offices they would issue the paper locally mm-hmm. so for example for our clients in America we get the local office Chubb office in America or Hiscox office in America to issue the documentation out there they deal with all the local taxation and the insurance taxes so you don't have to worry about have you paid the relevant taxes so it's it's something that we do on a very regular basis and it's something that actually just simplifies the whole process so um, I think people have the misconception they need to have a broker in the territory that they've got something so they might have a holiday home in Spain or Portugal or wherever they feel like they need to deal with a broker there they don't because we just liaise with the local office from the insurance company we put the policy with and they deal with everything on a localised basis
0: right so so the earlier on you talked about um having an appraisal or taking a look and that would be coordinated yes. here in london yeah. for wherever absolutely. you had your assets
1: absolutely yeah we've okay. got some we've got some one of our guys going out to see a couple of properties um with a client who's very specific he wanted to have one of our one of our representatives there so he's flying down to south of france in a couple of weeks just to see the property out there but fundamentally the insurers go and appraise it so you know they, they will they will have their own representation to go and do it. So you know it, it's it's relatively straightforward. Perfect. Um,
0: okay. Um, I think we've we've covered most of the issues, but but I want to ask you one final question, and that is, given everything we've talked about today. What is the most important thing wealthy individuals
1: should keep uh, in their minds when they're considering their insurance needs? The quality of the broker and the quality of the insurer that provides provides the the cover is absolutely key. Um, we only deal with insurers that give the best best possible claim service, and that's you know that's our absolute USP in terms of making sure that you've bought the policy. If you have a claim, we absolutely deliver on that. And I think that's the that's the issue when you look at going and buying a policy off the shelf, which isn't very much bespoke to your needs. You know. A lot of it the claims are dealt with on a very much a direct basis you're not hand-holding and not hand- having your hand held going through that process so using a really strong broker a good insurer you know where they're going to pay claims quickly and expediently and on very very fairly is absolutely key when they're thinking about who they're going to be arranging the cover with. Makes good sense. Okay well um, Richard I want to
0: thank you uh, for your time today we've learned a lot about how to solve our transatlantic insurance problems. Uh, And thank you for being on Tanager Talks.
1: You're welcome. Thank you very much.